Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Brian Thomas, CIO at Swope Health Services. In this segment, Thomas talks about how saying yes to a tough assignment helped him become a better leader, the balancing act required to create a long-term strategic plan that is agile, and the mistakes CIOs are making with vendor contracts. And what about as far as accountable care? Uh, are you involved in any ACOs right now, or is that something that you're looking at? Yes, we are part of an ACO here in Missouri. And about that time that we had joined the ACO, population health was in our strategic plan. And we had, so we had started to build an enterprise data warehouse so we could better support the ACO and, and our, our strategy going forward for managing our population's health. And so that has been a great learning experience for me, obviously, but it has truly helped our patients and overall their, the quality of, of care that it's provided. And it's, it's really an eye-opener. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We're still in the middle of it, but um, we've come a long way. Okay. And how long has that been in the works as far as the, uh, the EDW? Two years now. And we've gleaned a lot of information and data out of that system now in meaningful reports. And what's exciting for me is, you know, we had a bottleneck with a report writer providing pivot tables and Excel spreadsheets, and now we're able to push this data real-time out to all of our customers, and they can pick and choose what they want in a visualized form. Uh, We use a product called Tableau here that's been just amazing. That's a big ongoing thing as far as um, being able to to get that information and translate it in different ways. Absolutely. All right. Now, going into um, your background a little bit, you've been at Swope for about four years? Yeah, about four and a half years. Okay. And now, what role were you originally hired for? I was hired for the uh, chief information officer role here. Again, I was in talks with them going on five years now, but uh, that's what I was originally hired for. Of course, my role has changed since then. And like, there was a period where you were in an interim role, or how did that work? So a few months uh, into my career here at Swope, uh, the CEO came to me and said, do you mind uh, managing our call center? And I said, sure, whatever I can do to help the organization, uh, I'll do that. And then subsequently, a few months later, as we were restructuring our uh, executive team, uh, I was asked if I could be the vice president of operations on an interim basis while that uh, restructuring was completed. So I did that for about 90 days. It was certainly uh, something new for me. It was a challenge, and it definitely uh, pushed me to some limits at some points, but uh, great growth there. Uh, and out of that, uh, I am where I'm at today. Is, is I'm still the CIO, but I'm also the vice president of support services managing those several other departments. Okay. So that, that seems like a pretty unique experience. It, it is kind of like a trial in a way. And how did you approach that? I think it's attributed to really some, some great support from my boss and my peers, but it goes back to leadership abilities. Um, certainly uh, was an opportunity of growth. It was a, a time where you know I could actually push myself professionally. But um, I took it as a learning experience, and uh, I think it's only made me a better leader because of it. So, um, yeah, very unique for sure. I know I know CIOs do more than what they were hired to do, but uh, in this case, very unique for sure. Yeah. And was there anything that, that stood out as a, as a real like, lesson learned or takeaway from that experience? 
I think it really helped me understand the business even more. As I've said before and, and what I blog about is is if, if you really want to be a successful CIO, you got to get in and learn your customer's business. And this has given me that opportunity to learn so much more about the business. And again, as I mentioned, it just, just stretching yourself really uh, gives you that growth you need from a leadership perspective. Right. Now, what about the role you play in uh, developing and, and implementing the strategic plan you know, w- with the organization going through changes? And can you talk about what that experience was like and, and you know, how you're able to work with different people to, to get an agreed-upon plan? Absolutely. So about two and a half years ago, we started working on a six-year strategic plan. And as you know, technology touches just about everything in a healthcare system, or, or any business for that matter. And there were several initiatives planned for each year, uh, for, for the six years, and many of those had required that technology provide a supporting role or some type of technology uh, or integration to the business. Uh, one example I'd mentioned earlier was our data mining strategy for population health. And then, you know, one thing I'd like to add, Kate, is, is this was a, obviously a unique opportunity the first time being uh, on the executive team and participating in a strategic planning cycle like this. It was unique for sure, but um, eye-opening. But having the background I had in project management and leadership uh, over the years allowed me to help provide resources, timelines, budgets, you know, on a larger, more organizational scale. So um, again, very unique experience, but uh, something that I would hope that anyone at uh, sitting at the executive team would, would have this opportunity to participate. Right. When you're looking at healthcare, especially healthcare IT, I can imagine that it, it can be a bit tricky to look six years out, especially when, as you said, technology is evolving so quickly. But how does that get worked into the plan as far as you know, being able to plan for what we're not, <laughs> what we're not sure about or how we're not sure about how some things are going to go? Sure. I mentioned earlier, you know, technology touches everything. And in order to be more successful as a CIO, you need to understand the business inside and out. So you can't just rely on, you know, your CEO or, or your COO or, or your CFO um, to say, hey, you know, we're going to make these widgets for the next six years. Well, the industry can change. And so what's been really good for me is, is being out there and reading about newer technologies and, and what works. And not just in healthcare, but but across the industries. You know, I, I see with the emergence of blockchain, for example, and how that can be applied uh, to healthcare now. Those sorts of things. So as I look forward with our executive team, looking at the plan going forward, uh, one of the initiatives being telehealth, for example. Um, you know, I need to be able to be agile in providing a solution to the business. Um, we can't be the last ones here, or we'll be out of business. And that's just how it works in any business. Right. That's interesting. And, and you bring up blockchain, which is pretty cutting edge, but is, is really kind of finding its way into healthcare very slowly. And you and the organization, how do you um, view things like this when it comes to innovations? You know, everybody can't be bleeding edge, but what is kind of the philosophy that you use with, uh, with considering newer or uh, different technologies? Well, I, I look out there at what others have tried right? Trialed. Obviously, sometimes people want to go after that big shiny object. Well, sometimes the big shiny object hasn't been tested or it may come with a big price. So um, what I've learned is, is be patient, but be very agile. 
the BYOD, bring your own device, that's constantly emerging. We had uh, some archaic signature pads that um, for some of our social workers, for example, uh, it was a piece of hardware that was attached to a device and it doesn't always work in the field. So you start looking at like iPads or Surface Pros where you can just take your finger and, and sign your name on the, on the pad and, and it's integrated right into the EMR versus you know, signature pad not working, having to get a paper one, sign it, that sort of thing. So you just have to look at what's available today that won't break the bank. Um, and in some cases, you know, it's just a matter of redesigning your workflow, not necessarily the technology. But, but what we found is to stay innovative, we, we've got to be looking outside the organization a lot of times just to see what, what is available. Okay. Now, I had read that you had some experience in renegotiating vendor contracts, and, and this is an area I find really interesting, especially because we, we always hear that this has to be a partnership that works for both sides, but it, that's not the easiest thing to do. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on what kind of strategy you use with renegotiating contracts and um, maybe some, some uh, takeaways for others as far as how to approach it. Sure. I, and I know uh, a lot of times, no matter what industry and in, you know, vendor, that word has a bad connotation to it. You know, people say, ah, it's a vendor, it's a vendor, because, you know, they've been burned by a bad experience. Well, in order to be more successful at your technology strategy, it's important that you assess all your vendor contracts and build the right relationship with those vendors. That'll help ensure either your project or your organization's success. So, you know, many times vendor contracts, in my experience, are left just left in place, never looked at. They auto-renew, you know, every three years, or there's a certain uh, fee increase that happens every, whether it's every three years, or they they tell you kind of on the fly, hey, we're going to in increase your your software maintenance by six percent this year. Well, that's that can be challenging. So you got to always stay on top of that. And what really helped me drive some of the changes with our vendors here is the simple fact that we're not-for-profit and community health. So I have a fiscal responsibility to the organization to review them. And so I went through all the contracts, uh, starting with the largest ones, and I was wanted to ensure that we were getting the best value for our dollar. And to date, in a lot of cases, I was able to renegotiate uh, several of these contracts for multi-year savings totaling well over a million dollars to date. And it's, it's not all about saving money, but obviously where, where I work, it's important to us. But uh, again, it's, it's, it's twofold. You want to make sure that your vendors are being honest, but also make sure that you are doing the right thing for your organization. And the, the thing I'd like to share, Kate, on that last thing is it's just you know, treat the vendor as a, a strategic partner. You know, it's not just another vendor, right? And if you treat them that way, they'll come to the table and they'll work with you. And, and it's a give-and-take relationship, absolutely. It's, it's not one-sided, but um, you've got to do the right thing, and, and they need to step up and do the right thing. But if they can't, then it's time to look at you know, a new partnership there. Right. right. But uh, it's important to be willing to have that conversation and at least try to see what, what can be done to help lower costs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.